RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Be it life, business, sports, or any other facet of your life that you want to improve, Jim can help you become your best, most authentic self. Now, here is your host, the coach of champions, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. I hope you're having a zone week. That purposeful, calm feeling when you know everything's going to be all right. The zone, peak performance. This past week, we lost an icon, a great NBA basketball player, Kobe Bryant. But he's so much more than that. What a tragic accident. Helicopter crash. Sunday morning, everybody knows where they were when they heard the news. This impacted not only the NBA, and for the last few days I've been watching grown men, great in their own right, tell stories about Kobe Bryant, cry, but his death marked so much more than the end of a great competitor's career. Let's talk about Kobe Bryant. What made him so great? Kobe Bryant came into the NBA at the age of 17, straight out of a Philadelphia high school, drafted, traded to the L.A. Lakers. Jerry West, the great Jerry West, who I've met, made that trade. And his first year, 17, rookie, started and immediately went to a high daily standard, a minimum requirement for a solid performance. And that's really what greatness is. It's hitting that high daily standard over a long, long period of time. 20 years on one team having that type of high standard. Reaching the zone every night, but also reaching the zone in every single practice. Relentless pursuit of excellence. Nothing was going to get in his way of being his best. Every second, every minute of every practice of every game. Midway in his career, he made a mistake. He was put up on rape charges, very serious, in Colorado. Eventually, over some time, this went away. He was not convicted. It was settled. He admitted that it was consensual, but he was married, and he made a mistake. And at points like that, those moments of truth, when you step out of your championship cape, and all of a sudden you're going to be judged on your actions, but not in the basketball arena, Kobe Bryant was at a crossroad. And it was then that he changed, got into his faith. We've learned that he actually went to Mass, got his blessing from the Catholic Church the morning before the crash, with his young daughter, 13-year-old Gianna, 
on his way taking her to a basketball game. His faith, his family, and then there's obviously basketball. He was a great player, one of the greatest that ever put on sneakers and walked out into the hardwood and competed at the highest level. Everybody has a Kobe Bryant story. We saw him drop 81 points, the second most points ever in the NBA. We saw him drop 60 points, the last game he ever played, 60 points. Who does that? No one. No one ever did that, ever. He was the epitome of excellence. When you went and watched him play, and I watched him play many times with season tickets for the Bulls, and I, I didn't I didn't like to compete against him. I, I was a Bulls, Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. But if anybody rose to the level of the great Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant was in rarefied air. The competitors didn't like him because they knew when the money was on the table, a moment of truth arises, and whoever scores next or has the next big play is going to pick up all the money, the moment of truth. He never let us down. He was fearless. He had five qualities as an athlete. He was self-disciplined. He had a vision of greatness, the greatest of all time, but he had a vision for even more things in his life. He was disciplined day in, day out. Concentration, he could focus. The competitors, you could feel him. You could see it, feel it in the arena during those moments of truth. And if you were against him, oh boy, you knew your team was in trouble. And if you were for him, you also knew he'd deliver the goods. Optimism, oh, he was confident. From 17 for 20 more years, he opened up confident, optimistic, and he closed his career confident. Relaxed? Yeah, he was cool when the money's on the table. Tongue flopping, going to the basket, jaw unhinged, no worry, no fear, none. And passion, enjoyment? Well, uh, he was tied for the league lead in passion. I love basketball. A love affair with the round ball, the hardwood, basketball. This was Kobe. But what was it that touched a chord in all humanity, globally? Because he was so much more than a basketball player. Now, he made a major change. I've coached a lot of champions, champion bankers, champion businessmen and women. Great athletes, Hall of Famers. But a champion in your business doesn't mean you're a true champion in your life. Now, what touched me last Sunday, and I cried, is when I realized that he was going to coach a girls basketball team, taking a helicopter ride in the, you know, some of the worst traffic in the world, L.A., with other people that were also going to that game. But more importantly, there he was, getting up on Sunday. Fame, money, didn't matter. He was going to coach his daughter's team, and he was going to coach one of the loves of his life, 
Gianna, when I understood this and realized this, the first thing I had to do is call my daughter. And she tried to call me. She is a trauma nurse, Southern Ohio. She was working uh, a late night shift. Didn't get off till 3 a.m. So when the crash happened, she was asleep. She wouldn't get up to much later. I then had meetings. We still traded phone calls, but I couldn't wait to talk to her. Because I remember as her dad and her tennis coach traveling the country with her while she was chasing her tennis dreams to be the best that she could be. And I'm her tennis coach and her dad. And it was just her and I. Understanding the game, understand what it took to be the best you could be. It was a bond that still binds us together. That struck a chord. It conjures up emotions now when I think about it. In a long discussion with my daughter last night, we talked about those times, that bond, what it meant to her, what it meant to me, what it meant to us. Kobe Bryant evolved from a champion basketball player into a great father. You know, greatness takes sacrifice. I ask that with almost every athlete. I'm going to meet an athlete in a couple of hours. I'm going to come to my home. This is a famous person, but he's looking for more, looking for greatness. And the first question I'm going to ask him, why are you here? What do you want? How can I help you? Kobe Bryant uh, became a great father, a great community leader, and he goes off and gets an Academy Award. Who does that? But he did it with the same pursuit of excellence, and he had a lot more to give, dying so young at 41. Yes, it struck a chord. It will last a long time. But it also makes us look inside each of us and say, what about me? What's important to me? And how do I become the genuine, authentic, best self that I can be? A lot of people have been asking those questions. I watched an interview last night, the great Jerry West, the symbol, literally the symbol of the NBA. His caricature is the logo of the NBA. And I was watching Jerry West, a two-time executive year, but also a definite Hall of Famer. And I remember the first time I met him. Of course, he was talking about Kobe and that Kobe was like a son to him. And he was so emotional, so upset, devastated. And Jerry West, was he great? I listened on a little tiny radio, Zeke from Cabin Creek, Jerry West, lead West Virginia into the NCAA tournament, put down 40 points almost every game. I felt like I was cheating. I I was an Adolph Rupp University of Kentucky fan growing up. But just across the river is West Virginia. Could I really listen to somebody from West Virginia? Oh, my gosh, my father would have been so upset. But Cherry West was the epitome of greatness. From poverty, he rose to 
the greatest heights. But here was the man talking about Kobe Bryant breaking down, crying. And then I listened to Shaquille O'Neal, the dynamic duo, won so many championships together with the Lakers. Kobe impacted Shaq so much, Shaq couldn't even talk. He struggled. He had regrets. They had had some beefs. They had had some conflicts. They had had some disagreements like brothers do sometimes with Shaq being the big brother, Kobe the little brother. Shaq was talking as if he wished he could do it all over again. You know, we go through life and we look to be the best that we can be, but I'm sure a few of us would like to rewrite the script. Let's don't look back on our lives. Let's look forward. What can we learn from someone like Kobe Bryant? The one thing that I've realized is that greatness is reaching that high standard, a minimum requirement for a satisfactory performance, a minimum requirement for a satisfactory performance. But you have that that standard every day over a long period of time. We throw greatness around because we watch ESPN or SportsCenter or whatever, and we see great moments, great plays, great shots. But greatness, well, it's reflected over time. Are you great? Are you on a pathway of greatness? Are you reaching your daily standard? Do you know what your minimum requirement is every day? And are you disciplined? Do you have a dream that wakes you up in the morning like Kobe Bryant at 17? A dream of being the greatest player of all time? That was his dream. That woke him up, that tucked him in bed at night. And he sacrificed. He sacrificed his family, his relationship, He put all of his happy eggs in one thing. And eventually he realized, that's a mistake. I'm so much more than that. But time heals all. Kobe Bryant dedicated and sacrificed his time to be with his daughters, his wife, his family, give back to the community, Give back to the world as he traveled to China, to Europe, as one of our greatest ambassadors for America, not just the great sport of basketball. But what about you? How are you doing? Where were you when you heard the news? How did that impact you? Or did it? We're all impacted by different things. So what is the takeaway You know, Kobe Bryant had a blueprint on how to be great, and he was writing it. Every summer, he would evaluate his performance, brutal evaluation, brutal analytics, brutal analysis, self-analysis. And then he would make a decision to add something new to his game. Every summer, he did that. And every fall when the NBA reconvened, he showcased what he had worked on tirelessly morning to night to be his genuine, authentic best self. A lot of players have done that, but not many have done it better than Kobe Bryant. What do you need to do to be your genuine, authentic best self? 
Do you need more self-discipline? Do you need that vision to wake you up and tuck you in bed at night? Do you need to be single-minded and focus one task at a time, finish it, and go on to something else? Do you need to have more confidence, which is partly selling you on the awesomeness of you, speaking the language of a champion to yourself? How's your self-talk? How's your inner dialogue? If we read it, would we say this is the book, the writing of a champion? You know, every day we're writing that script, that internal dialogue of how we talk to ourselves and how we interact and how we think about what's happening to us. Are we victims? Are we judges? Or do we have the mamba mentality? The Mamba mentality, this was Kobe's slogan. That's a zone mentality. That purposeful, calm feeling that many can put it on like an overcoat. Have it like an undershirt under your suit as you go into a business meeting. You feel that nothing can go wrong. And you exude passion for what you're doing the service, the product. But then when you leave the business meeting and you go home, you keep that Superman, Superwoman. You keep that shirt on. It might be an invisible, but now you're the best mom you can be, the best, best dad you can be, the best brother you can be, the best son, the best friend, and ultimately, ultimately the best to yourself. What do we learn from this week? Well, we've learned that there's a young competitor named Patrick Mahomes that's come into the NFL and taken it by storm. And now he's leading the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54. What a great Super Bowl this is going to be. Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid coach. Will they win? They're going up against the formidable San Francisco 49ers, a complete team, offense, defense. Cal Shanahan, the coach, innovative. Some says the younger Andy Reid. But Patrick Mahomes had a life parallel to Kobe Bryant. His father, just like Kobe Bryant, was a professional athlete. I remember Mahomes, 2001. I believe his dad, Patrick, was a pitcher for the Rangers. I was there coaching Alex Rodriguez and a couple of other players. Mahomes came into the locker room. I I, I didn't have any interaction. He was a little kid. But he was around grown men that were disciplined, that had routines, that had passion, and had a single-minded purpose when? Not only this game, but when every game and get to the very, very pinnacle of success for that team. Kobe Bryant's father, Joe Bryant, NBA player. Kobe was in the locker room. You know, we learn more from birth to five. That research was done by uh, my team in 1974. We learn more in the first 60 months of life than the rest of our life accumulative. And the first... 60 months of Kobe Bryant's life and the first 60 months of Patrick Mahomes' life 
They were in professional sports locker rooms with their dad, watching him prepare, watching him adjust, watching him evaluate and analyze his craft. They learned that firsthand early. They started learning the language of a champion and started to talk with the language of a champion. Mahomes, Kobe, they looked like they weren't trying, especially when the money's on the table, fourth quarter, either sport, football, basketball. They've been doing this a long time, even though Mahomes is still young, like the young Kobe was. I'm hoping he'll have a very, very long career. So what do we learn? What do we learn from two Super Bowl contenders? What did we learn from that? How did they get here? It's not easy. It's not easy at all. At the beginning of a season, a team has a meeting. They set a vision, a team vision of what they want. Most will always say the playoffs, no matter what the sport. But a few will think, to win it all, the Super Bowl. And then you go through the preseason. You start working diligently on your craft. And you are prepared, just like two teams into the Super Bowl. Two weeks to prepare. We know that both coaches will have a script. They will have a blueprint on how they want to start the Super Bowl this Sunday. They'll look at that script. They'll call the plays. And then they'll start to make adjustments. That's where the real coaching comes in, the adjustment, adapting to the situation, the circumstance, or the condition. Watch it unfold. Both teams, champions in their own right. 53 men on each team. 106 will walk into that arena. All will be excited. And the two weeks, well, The best will have their own curfew. I'm at bed at 11. They can party and uh, uh, hang out in the offseason. This is two teams where both need to be focused. Pre-performance routines, going over game film, planning the matchup with the guy across from you on the scrimmage line. That's what the Super Bowl is all about. Who will be the best prepared and who will be the best prepared to adjust? And who has had the evaluation through the entire year to learn from it? You know, the one thing that is common in Mahomes and in Kobe Bryant, from a young age, they ask more questions than most people. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Kobe Bryant actually Uh, called up an NBA veteran and asked him right before a game when Kobe was playing the Celtics, Celtics, how do I match up when they do this or do that? He knew the nuances, but the great ones are the best students of the game. Are you? Are you a student of your job, your work? Do you train? Do you go the extra mile? Do you do more than what's asked of you? Because that's definitely what the champion does. They're great students. Alex Rodriguez, 
maybe has and or had a lot of flaws. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people love him. I was with him almost 15 years. Talked to him every day. And he had a challenge in his career, and he met it head on. Was it easy? It was not easy. And then he created a new blueprint for his life, the next chapter of his life. And I'll have to tell you, it's going very well. But the one thing about him, of all the clients I've had, I'm not sure anybody's asked me more questions about life, about business, about hitting a baseball, about playing the game, about leadership, about money. No subject was off limits. About women, nobody asked me more questions than Alex Rodriguez. The best in the world are the best students, and we're going to have 106 students that are now going to go out and compete at the highest level to see who's going to be the best of the best, crowned the champion, Super Bowl champion. I'm sure they'll have a tribute to Kobe at the Super Bowl. In Miami, it'll be a party. But although everyone's partying in Miami right now, there's still something missing when you lose a great one. And then when you realize that the great one had transcended to a true champion, not just a champion in his sport, and what it was about and how he was doing it, that's what touches each and every one of us. And you can go back and ask yourself these questions. Am I the best, genuine, authentic self that I can be? I, I remember being in a hearse with my grandfather in another hearse in front of us. And I'm sitting between my father and his only brother, my uncle Claude. They had not said one word. They had not spoken for decades, not a word. Now, I was allowed to go see Uncle Claude, but his name was never mentioned. My father never said what their beef was, what their lack of communication. I I don't know how it started. But I remember thinking, that's a long time to not talk to your brother. That's a long time time not to be with family. That's a long time to hold a grudge. That's a long time to carry around some negativity. Let it go, everybody. I remember admonishing my uncle and my father. I told him I was ashamed to be a Fannin, that how could they, with my grandfather, their father, laying dead in a casket in the car in front of us, how could they not talk Seriously, this is where it is. This is not acceptable. I'm ashamed to be a Fannin. And when I made that statement, I gulped. I'd never talked to my father like that, ever. That was unthinkable. But I said what I meant. We got out of the car. We walked to the gravesite as my grandfather was going to be lowered into the ground. And I I stepped back from the grave, got behind my parents and other people. And I, I just observed. And then I saw 
simultaneously, my father and my uncle's hands clasped each other. They held hands at the gravesite without a word being said. As they lowered my grandfather into the grave, they hugged, they cried. And just like that, they became best friends for the rest of their life. Why did it have to go so long? Stubborn. 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 Drop all the anger. Drop all the hate. Get rid of the jealousies. Forgive. And let's move on. Let's find our own Super Bowl. And let's go win. Let's go hit a high daily standard. Cut down the safety net. Get up on the high wire. Push you, push yourself to a level you've never been before. Let's be the best, genuine, authentic self we can be. Do we need to train? Yes. Do we need knowledge? Yes. Be a great student. Do we need experience? Quality experience? Yes. Do we need to develop? Yes, that takes time. Do we need to learn? Yes. Do we need new skills? Maybe. Do you have the ability? I don't know. But whatever ability you have, let's max it out. Why? Because we have free will and we can. That's why. It's time. It's time to become a legend. It's time to write your own legacy of who you are. And then I realized that the best turn around and teach. They turn around and coach. They turn around and mentor. They turn around and guide, just like Kobe Bryant was giving, giving, giving. He took so much from the game of basketball, and he was giving back. And it started a long time ago. Rest in peace, Mamba. Rest in peace, Gianna. Rest in peace to the others, the other seven on that flight. They woke up that morning excited to go to the Mamba Center and play a basketball game with their family and their kids. That's what it was all about. Nothing more, nothing less. And in a blink of an eye, it's gone. Life is short. Are you a legend? It's time to be our genuine best self. You know, a personal legend, you, is the aftermath of a life of passion, perseverance, panache, and verve. Being genuine to yourself. You got the seeds right now within you. Maybe they do need to be sowed. Maybe they've sprouted already. Nurture them. Let your legend grow. Let's have a great Super Bowl. So who's going to win, Jim? What's the deal with the Super Bowl? I like Mahomes. I like the 49ers, a complete team, a great young coach, a ferocious defense led by Bosa, the Ohio State product, number one draft choice, who's going to give Mahomes less time to do what he needs to do. But I believe Kansas City has too many weapons. And their defense, can they stop the run? San Francisco runs 70% of the time while they stopped the greatest running back in the NFL two weeks ago. They did. They stifled the Tennessee Titans' vaunted running game. And um, 
I believe they can do it again. They also have great special teams, Kansas City. I, I'd give them the edge in special teams. I think it's going to be a relatively close game. Uh, if Kansas City gets behind, we know they can come from behind. If the 49ers get behind, uh, we don't know they can come from behind. We'll see how Garofalo does. He doesn't have very many passes, but I believe this game he's going to have to pass, and I think he will. I think it's going to be a good game, a close game, but I'm going to have to give the edge to Mahomes. But we'll see. That's why we have to play it. So what do you need going forward? Do you need more self-discipline? Do you need that blueprint? Do you need to sharpen it, make it a little more definite? Do you need to focus? I think we all need to focus because it's so easily to be disturbed and be interrupted with social media, with our phone. Put on the blinders one task at a time. Isolate yourself from everyone else. Get it done. And confidence, that's a daily thing. That's selling you on the awesomeness of you. Relaxation, we're a nation that needs that. How about you? Are you calm? Are you cool? Is your breathing under 10 breaths a minute? Check on that. Set your alarm every two hours. Know what breathing less per minute is. More oxygen, getting rid of carbon dioxide. Breathing, being a palm tree in one of life's hurricanes. But last, passion. You know, I've talked about some great people. I've talked about some great teams. Passion. They loved what they did. They did what they loved, and they carried that through their life. Love being the best brother or sister you can be. Have the passion to be the best you can be in your business. Have a passion for having the best relationship, one plus one, you and I, baby, equals more together than apart. Have passion every day for your relationship. Life is short. We learned that this week. Make the most out of the years we have on this planet. It's time to be in the zone and be the best that you can be. Zone Coach out. I'll talk to you next week. This has been America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Get more of Jim's knowledge, experience, and tips, as well as what's coming up on the show now at jimfannon.com. And make sure to follow Jim on Twitter, at Jim Fannin. This has been The Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. Hey gang, Jerry P. Tuck here, co-host of A Place for My Head. Each week, Brandon Thompson and I are going to be talking about the importance of mental health. We're going to be talking everything from stress, anxiety, different mental illnesses, different chronic illnesses, and frankly, the rigors of everyday life and how we all struggle to get through it. We're not medical professionals, but we are looking to start that conversation that needs to be had about the stigma around mental illness and how it affects us every single day. We'll talk to experts, but at the end of the day, A Place for My Head is all about real people with real stories about real life. Check out A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and myself, Jerry P. Tuck, each week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.